0: Partners, <laughs> we should watch some westerns tonight. Let's just get blasted high and watch westerns. I would love that.
1: We're in the Western guys. Okay, universe. here's. I'm getting into it now. Let's get this into it. This is fucking serious. This is serious, guys. This is our cowboy day. All fucking cowboys. Week. We've been. Well, actually, first, is there anything, anything pop culture you want to talk about? Um, anything on the brain? Whoa, whoa, yeah. Whoa we just saw all of us strangers oh yeah guys
0: oh my god yeah still processing still processing what a crazy movie so it was really
1: i've never seen a movie like that
0: never seen anything like it it was so trippy it was trippy but it was so emotionally wow
1: rife (laughs) (laughs) wow Rife. rife with emotions <laughs> no it really was
0: it was it was rife with emotions it's all about like familial love but
1: also relationships relationship and i think that's love. important to show because movies never show that but that's literally all anyone talks about in therapy <laughs> Yes, it's like you got mommy and daddy issues and then you have relationships. look issues. at your partner like, look at <laughs> look, look at, at your partner <laughs> <laughs> look, look at this man look at the screen look this at your man. partner <laughs> howdy howdy <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god um, great movie incredible yeah, acting great music beautiful cinematography <laughs> i was gagged and crying great music no i started writing down because every year you know I, I keep track of the amount of books i read and i, I oh, rate you do? them on, you do that yeah
1: every year I've that's done that cool for years. i thought about that this year i was like man i really wonder how many books i read like last year and yeah. then i was like i read 24 no last wow, year during the pandemic i probably I read, read like 60 10
0: damn. Isn't
1: that crazy? I probably read like 10 this year. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I think about, I mean, I was still in school at the beginning of last yeah, year. Yeah, it's so... hard with school. It doesn't well, I bet I day. read more because I was in Billy's class. Truth.
0: There you go. I yeah, it. I write it down and then I do a little star rating system out of five stars and I was like, you know what? I need to start doing this with movies and TV because I've seen so many good movies lately. So I started writing down and already this year we've seen what? The Iron Claw. I saw Saltburn this year. The Society of the Snow. Yes. Oh my god, do we talk about that on the pod yet? I think we mentioned it.
1: Oh my god, it's so Guys, crazy good.
0: The Andes plane crash movie. That's it's really on good. Netflix. Netty Sad though. Why do we always watch
1: these fucked up, sad We've movies? We've been watching some really sad, fucked up movies. I mean, we did watch Wayne's World last week, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so no, not
0: fully. World. And also, Excellent. I Love You, Man. And, oh yeah. Why do we? Diary of <laughs> a Wimpy <movie> Kid. <laughs> so we have a nice, Wait, that's the duality Wait, that's we of, do, man. do. Yeah. let's
1: watch movies. That is all we do. Yeah, do we need other hobbies? Guys, give us some hobbies. No. okay, we can start collaging. We can go back to making magnets. You never made magnets with me. I need a black and white clay, and then we're set, because I have colorful clays, as long as they're not hardened up yet, but I put them in a Tupperware. Let's start crafting
0: together, because you know what? I want to get back into crocheting. (laughs) I miss crocheting. It was so peaceful and relaxing. I think I'm about that life. No, but I can crochet, and you can do whatever it is you do.
1: (laughs) We do stuff outside of our friendship, though. Our friendship just consists of a lot of us talking, yapping, -hmm. We do this podcast. The fuck? Should we get started? I guess so. Fuck. Let's get started. Well, let's talk about what inspired this. Okay, guys. We've been on our cowboy grind. grind. (laughs) We so we went to the Museum of Contemporary Arts in Denver Mm -hmm. and they had a cowboy exhibit. We went to that and it was amazing. And Amazing. For some reason, I feel like before that though, we were kind of thinking about cowboys a good amount.
0: Well, we saw the cowboys iron claw, have been in the, which is oh, not okay, yeah. cowboyish per se, but it's Texas but it's and taxing. there's yeah.
1: there's a western vibe, you know.
0: So yeah, we were inspired, we were inspired. and then we <laughs> were listening to western music. Yeah, we were going on. I have to tell this anecdote. <laughs> Literally <laughs> yesterday, I was in my. Oh yeah. I was in my art history class, and I went to use the bathroom at break, and I'm in the bathroom <laughs> with like two other girls, and. <laughs> And I know that like they followed me in there so like they know what I like, and <laughs> I had on the way to the building earlier. I was blasting Marty Robbins, my oh, Western guys. As if, you do, if you want some really good Western music, Marty Robbins. What is it? The song El Paso Trails, and what's the album called? The I album? don't
1: know. Song of Trails, and I remember because I played it in it's the red. store, and then we like write down what we're playing, you know, oh. so we can like log. And then I was like taking up the entire box, and I was like, "Why the fuck is this so long? It's like trail songs, and other songs about being a country boy, <laughs> or something like that i love but yeah, it slays.
0: yeah really good really good western music so anyway i was you know obviously listening to that As you do. and then i went to the bathroom and like my you know my airpods are disconnected i didn't have my airpods on me but like the volume was still up and it I, I like i guess i opened my phone it was already on spotify and it just started playing the beginning of one <laughs> though, and it was like it's like and it played for like maybe five <laughs> seconds and i was like scrambling to shut it and i was like okay hopefully they just thought that that was like my ringtone but then i didn't answer but then also. Yeah, it's
1: still just, like, yeah. why would it be your ringtone, too? Why it's still, like, it embarrassing a little bit. That's so funny. And then you just walk out to watch your hands, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: nothing happened. Anyways. Anyways, guys. <laughs> that's so funny. So that's what inspired this. And yeah. We thought, let's do an ode to the cowboy. Because we're really in it. And yes. also, go
1: to the MCA exhibit. It's amazing. Yes, it check like, it out. It's
0: really good. The cowboy aesthetic has really become big in pop culture recently. Whether in fashion, people are wearing a lot more cowboy hats. Cowboy boots are in style. Boots? Um, think about Barbie. You know that whole cowgirl cow- outfit she yeah. wears? That um, whole cow <laughs> That whole cow? <laughs> that whole fucking cow, yeah. Um, this is not recent. This has always been a thing, but like shitty cowboy romance novels. I mean, because like cow- cowboys have always been a- an American icon, so they've always been a big part of pop culture. But recently, there's definitely been a resurgence in, in pop culture. So like even Mitski's Be the Cowboy album. I referenced that I was like, oh on. my god, yes. what the hell? A
1: lot of like Western themed movies and TV shows like Yellowstone. Part of this too, though, is that at least for our generation, a huge thing of knowing about cowboys in pop culture was Brokeback Mountain. I think yeah. that was, like, a huge, mm-hmm. I don't know, that kind of, like, catalyzed a lot of it being, like, re-popularized. Because like the Western has always been, like, an American genre. Mm-hmm. But I think that was, like, the the big thing. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Brokeback Mountain, and then yes. I'm going to go into kind of the history of the cowboy. Yes. And how they've always been a little a little gay. Very gay. (laughs) Very gay, actually. Very, very gay. Very gay. Okay, so, Brokeback Mountain, if you haven't seen it, which I I just watched it this week. that was the first time I watched it, which is
0: crazy. Incredible. Um, But
1: it's a 2005 romantic drama directed by Ang Lee and a screenplay written by Diana Osana and Larry McMurdy. And it follows the lives of two cowboys, Jack and Enos. Is it Enos? Enos. Enos. Yeah, it's never that Enos. 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 Well, I couldn't, I didn't know without the southern accent. Enos. Yeah. Enos. (laughs) And we snow. We snow. <laughs> um okay played by jake gyllenhaal and heath ledger it's set in the 1960s in wyoming well it goes through like two decades of their lives it's just them like navigating their romance and like all this kind of stuff so gay cowboys period. my two kings my two yeah my honestly kings. they slayed they do they did slay
0: and it was a monumental movie, because it was, like,
1: 2005 it came out, right? 2005. But, so the movie was based off a short story by Annie Prowl, um, titled Brokeback Mountain, published in 1997. Okay. So, although, like, she she wrote the story a long time ago, then a few, few years after that, they come out with the movie. She didn't necessarily dislike the movie, but she did report saying that she wished she'd never written the story, because once yeah. the movie came out, mm. so many, like, incel type men would like reach out to her and be like um like I don't like how you like had this like they kind of came up with their own idea of what it should have been like and like how the characters should have been written Mm. and she was kind of pissed that like these guys would be like I'm not gay but like as a man I think these characters should have been like this this and this and she was like It wasn't even about, like, the relationship between the two guys, really. It was more just about, like, homophobia and, like, kind of, like, casting a light on that. And she was just, I think she was just really annoyed that people were reaching out to her all the time. Hmm. Okay, so, despite this, like, how she felt about it, it received critical acclaim and was a box office success, grossing $178 million despite $14 million budget. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. they really popped off and wait this is funny it was nominated for best picture best director and best adapted screenplay and also best original score <laughs> wow for the little didin Dee-dee, ah. Like, yeah. so it's so i was like best original score like i guess yeah the score it is so like funny a, it felt like a Hallmark movie until he's like fucking him in the ass and then you're like yeah. <laughs> well yeah guess this is um, no i was like shocked by that cuz it was like so it was like just dang, yeah, dang Like, I was like, they're like not going to be showing on it. the rain. Yeah, and then it was like, oh. Yeah. They're showing it. They're showing Pent it. Pent up.
0: I mean, they wanted to get down <laughs> and dirty in the Wyoming wilderness. In their
1: little tent. <laughs> Close quarters. So, yeah, it's often regarded as an important turning point in the advancement of queer cinema into the mainstream. Yeah. So, with that being said, so that was 2005. So much has happened since. Mm-hmm. So much before. Yep with cowboys
0: so much so let's talk about it all what but an evolution the cowboy image has had recently. so i'm going
1: to talk about like the history of queerness as it relates to the myth of a cowboy yeah which is basically like what the mca exhibit it touched on that and then the race mm-hmm. aspect of it as well which you'll you'll get into
0: yes amazing
1: okay so the origin of the cowboy, without getting like into like all the historical stuff about like manifest destiny and like yeah. the American frontier. Like I'm not. We understand that there was real frontiersmen and like cattlemen and shit like that, and right? There's, and there still are ranchers and mm-hmm. modern day cowboys. But I'm not Weird. talking about that. I'm talking about the queers. the. the, queers. <laughs> <laughs> the queers. Yes, I am. You wanna them queers, <laughs> ain't you? You one them queers, but without getting into all that, I'm more so talking about like the myth of the cowboy and like the okay. image of that okay. in pop culture, and not necessarily like I mean, I'll History. touch on some of the real life people. The myth of the cowboy can be traced back to literature during the time period of like Manifest Destiny and the frontier, mm-hmm. um, that mythologized the lives of real life cattlemen and frontiersmen, most notably James Fenimore Cooper's novels, The Pioneers and The Leather Stocking Tales. <laughs> and I'll get more into that later, but they also I read this one research paper and they were like citing different scholars who said those two novels also like had characters that were like very intimate with each other and like were already showing kind of like the queer culture that was Mm. going on within cowboys interesting um okay so now as cowboys as a form of entertainment that can be traced back to performers like buffalo bill yep who began his show buffalo bill's wild west in 1883 damn Think about how long ago that
0: was. That's great, and Annie Oakley would perform in those. Exactly, and
1: I so there I read this thing in from the Met, and it was by this lady named Shannon, Vittoria, called the American West in Film, and she says here that the Western began with the birth of cinema in the eighteen nineties. Thomas Edison using early cinema technology filmed reenactments from buffalo bill's wild west show including annie oakley mm. enacting a sharp shooting demonstration a cowboy riding a bucking bronco and a native american buffalo dance these short films should be considered as the earliest precursors to the american western movie yeah there you go well there you have it well, there folks. you fucking have it annie oakley buffalo bill what could get better than that?
0: <laughs> and guys, <Dynamic> duo. <laughs> Buffalo Bill is buried on
1: Lookout Mountain in Colorado. That's what I Colorado. was also talking to my coworker about, because he he did one of those riddles where he was like, well, do you know what Western star is buried in our, I don't know, whatever he's saying. And I was like, I do know Buffalo Bill because you told me I that. Because I told y'alls. And I was like, what? Because nobody believed me. I nobody believed me. Well, I've gone to Lookout Mountain so... i here. not even so, from here. I went to look, I've gone to Lookout Mountain so many times. Yeah. I just never...
0: There's like a the little, fuck? Well, it's yeah. kind of hidden because I don't think I've actually ever seen this grave, but there's like a, there's like a muse. I think there's a museum for it, which I think it's under the gift shop. You know, that gift shop that's up there, right? No. Oh, well, there's a gift shop and I think there's a Buffalo Bill Museum. I've never been in because you have to pay for it, but then you go and then there's like a little path that leads down the mountain a little bit and it's, there's a sign that's like
1: Buffalo Bill's grave. Oh my God. We should do that. We should do that. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Okay. Then, of course, in the 1930s, we start to see actors such as John Wayne make his first big screen appearance in The Big Trail in 1930. (laughs) And then we get a boom of Western films that become an iconic part of American cinema. Period. This, of course, continues as a popular genre. Then we get The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly with Clint Eastwood, My Man, in 1966. And then the Cowboys stay slaying on the screen (laughs) with modern interpretations of it, such as No Country for Old Men, which is the Cormac McCarthy book, Mm -hmm. and Django Unchained, uh, the revenant and of course broke back Mountain. broke back fucking mountain broke back motherfucking mountain <laughs> he got his back his, broke. his back
0: was broken on broke back.
1: okay so yeah now i'm gonna get into the the queers <laughs> let's get into the queers yay okay in the book queer cowboys and other erotic male friendships in the 19th century <laughs> um by chris packard he i tried to rent this from the library and they i like could not track it down they had it like on like in the stacks and it was like i went to like try to put a hold on it and it was like can't be done i was like <laughs> weird okay so i just like found random pdfs of it online but it was like why were they trying to keep this from me they were keeping information from you personally i know i fear the denver library i fear (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay so in that he writes the cowboy teaches boys and men to em- emulate a cluster of behavior values and actions and frames of reference that connote idealized manhood ruggedness ingenuity and a fearlessness are all qualities a cowboy embodies while feminine qualities such as domesticity weakness and purity are an-, are an anathema to his unwritten masculine code
0: okay so
1: i don't know that's like a, I think a just a good description of like what the cowboy has become to like emulate for like american culture of like this man and like Mm-hmm. the the ideal man like on his right. own so in this paper um that i like pulled a lot from and she references like a bunch of different scholars called out west the queer sexuality of american cowboy and his cultural significance by hannah klepnauer miller so in the paper she says um she points out and referenced like another scholar of the same observation like i said that in those earlier cowboy writings that um by james fenimore cooper that there was like Obviously, some, like, innuendos of, like, stuff going, some queer innuendos (laughs) of, like, stuff going on between the two main characters. So even in, like, the earliest literature that we have about cowboys, there was, like, queerness presented in them.
0: Interesting, but it was, like, not obvious, Yeah,
1: it's, like, um, like, Oscar Wilde, kind of, where he, like, really hints at it, but it's, like, I'm not, I'm... Right. Not allowed to say. I it. like I, feel like it I just
0: have... love my dear friend. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'll get into that. There's like some <laughs> poems I'll quote, and it is, it is. It's like love my friend like no other friends my have friend. My friend has beautiful <laughs> eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, <laughs> me talking about my friends though. Like, seriously. <laughs> um, okay, but um, they also note in their paper that historical res- records also reflect um, homoerotic relationships among cowboys in the frontier West. Um, with the image of like the Lone Ranger, popularized by nineteen forties and fifties TV show. Oh,
0: I was going to talk about that
1: too. Yeah, but that idea was really popular um, in conjunction with the cowboy. But in actuality, as we like saw with Brokeback Mountain, usually cowboys relied on a partner in order to survive. Mm. So being that close with someone, and you're out in the wild west, yep. you're horny. No one around, just you and your just boys. You and your best friend. And your you're really hot. Best Your sexy, hot, masculine man, bro. <laughs> okay, and in another book that I pulled from by Eric Patterson called On Brokeback Mountain, Meditations About Masculinity, Fear, and Love in the Story and Film. It's basically just like an annotation of like the entire movie. Hmm. Um, but he explains that our contemporary idea of sexuality um, as like an orientation was not prevalent in the frontier times. Like that obviously was not a concept. Yeah, and well after sexual relations with the same sex did not necessarily mean that, like, the cowboy was forced to rethink his sexual orientation. Like, that wasn't a part of his identity because it wasn't seen that way. It was, like, you're straight. And they talked about that at Brookback Mountain. They were, like, you're not queer, are you? And they're, like, no. Like, mm. I'm, I'm not gay. Like, what you know, that's, like, that's not part of it. It's, like, this is just our thing between us. Like, they don't even look at it. And I think that would happen a lot back in the day. Like, so if you had these feelings towards the same sex, it was something that you just kind of didn't think about or, like, you acted yeah. on and then pushed it out. Like, yeah. he, that, like... He, they do in back House*. Because
0: there was no language to for it yet. Yeah,
1: yeah. So and there was and no the implications. For it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there are the implications that you could be beat and you could, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. There's a lot surrounding that, as we know. A lot of historical records suggest, like I said, homosexual relationships among cowboys. One being Alfred Kinsey's 1948 study, *Sexual Behavior in the Human Male*, which reported significant examples of homosexual intimacy among men in rural farming communities. Hmm. So I think it's just reflecting that, like there have always been gay people and just because there's like this image of a hyper masculine man in our in pop culture of like being the cowboy that doesn't exclude like that possibility for them as well yeah obviously that's like common sense to us now but like back then they tried to erase that from the history of the cowboy so like i said there's lots of poems and writings that serve as a source material for homosexual relationships between the our boys Um, Early famous one is by the poet Charles Badger Clark um, called The Lost Partner. And he writes, we loved each other in a way men do and never spoke about it, Al and me. But we both knowed and no one is so true. Was more than any woman's kiss could be. Like what? Wait,
0: it's like they're like brother, they're like gay Yeah, he's like we loved each
1: other. Like he's my closest friend, my partnership. We loved each other in a way that you just know. More than any woman's kiss could be. No, that's gay. That is... That's gay coded. That's like, what? Yeah. It's right here, guys. It's all... It's
0: in the literature. It's in
1: the literature. Always go back to the source material. Check the literature, guys. <laughs> <laughs> literature check. <laughs> okay. So, with all of this that I just laid out being so blatantly true that... Yeah these cowboys are gay. Um, indubitably. <laughs> indubitably. When filmmakers wanted to turn the image of the cowboy into a myth for the big screen, they sort of had an issue with the queer thing, and they were like, hmm, yeah. what do we do about this? So in the paper that um, I cited before, Sch- Miller writes, the West was supposed... ...was the supposed birthplace of this new nation, and the character of those who tamed it would presumably be those of the ideal citizen. But the cowboy population consisted of openly queer people. If the myth were to admit that the West was won by the very people it claimed as deviants, it would threaten the justifications for westward expansion itself... If there's something national about the cowboy and if there's something homoerotic about the partnerships he forms in the wilderness, then there is something homoerotic about American national identity. So yeah. as they do, they just completely erase it, it from the narrative yeah. and they moved on with their lives. That's why you get like, like I said, John Wayne and Clint Eastwood and like these yeah. characters that are like, Hyper-masculine. I'm, a, I'm a lone ranger.
0: Yeah. You know? I'm a lone ranger and I'm definitely straight. <laughs> I'm
1: very straight. We're going back and forth between British and And Southern southern accent now. And on this note, so having this idea of, like, the Lone Ranger type and all of that obviously never stopped people, one, from being gay, and two, for queer people to kind of gravitate towards this idea of the cowboy still. So this leads me... Into the music and how Mm. country music has been strongly like the queer community has had a strong like foothold in that genre. Okay, so I listened to a podcast the other day. This was like perfect timing. Um, One of my favorite podcasters. We talked about her last episode, I think. Um, Yasi Salik, She has a podcast where she has musicians on and they talk about their lives and she asks some questions. She has. She's like best buddies with Orville Peck. Uh, (laughs) So she had him on, and there was part of it where he was talking about like his aesthetic and he was like, "Well," she asked, "like oh." because her questions are like kind of fun and she was like oh what's like one character that you from a book or movie that you identify with and he was like well obviously like cowboys a lot westerns like the lone ranger and he was like I was always drawn to that because to me he's and like he's kind of aware of like the history of queerness within the cowboy identity but he was like even aside from that like the idea of like this outsider stumbling into town and like just the idea of the cowboy being on his own, being an outsider, like, not being accepted, mm. almost being, like, feared a little bit. He was, like, that really yeah. related to me as a queer person. <gasps> and that's Shit. why I, like, aligned with that. So it's, like, Damn. you guys thought you were doing something. You thought you were keeping the gays out, but you weren't. <laughs> you failed. You were drawing them in. You were drawing them in even more. Mm. Yeah, so I really like that. Interesting. Yeah, and so in this article, Why the Cowboy Has Always Been Queer as Full in Pop Culture <laughs> by C.S. Harper in Alternative Press Magazine... Um, they cite the Queer Cowboys book by Chris Packard as well, um, saying, the cowboy is queer. He's odd. He doesn't fit in. He resists community. He eschews lasting ties with women but embraces rock-solid bonds with the same-sex par- partners. Mm-hmm. So it, like, makes sense that, like, it's yeah. making sense. You know what
0: this reminds me of a little bit? Like, the sort of, uh, I think, bond that soldiers develop in mm-hmm. war too yeah where it's like you that's like someone you would die for like yeah. that's your brother in arms man. yeah
1: um so okay within music queer queer musicians have adopted the cowboy aesthetic such as Lil Nas X Orville Peck obviously and even Mitski like you said yeah um and oh, of course, Trixie Mattel. We all know oh, our, yeah. our country star legend. True. Yeah. So like that's been a huge part of just like contemporary country, or just even like pop music, mm-hmm. has been like the cowboy aesthetic. But even before our gay country icons of today, gay people have always existed in country music, just as gay cowboys have always existed. Mm-hmm. So in this article, the story of the queer, the story of queer country music by Addison Nugent for the BBC, they talk about the very first gay country song being "I Love." My Fruit by the Sweet Violent Boy... Violet Boys. Sweet Violent Boys. (laughs) The Sweet Violet Boys. Um
0: (laughs) The way you said that, you're like, I love my fruit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They were most widely known by their other name, though, the Prairie Ramblers, when the group decided to change their name into, like, a pseudonym to write more, like, scandalous erotic songs oh my god and when was this 1939 so another queer country musician who was popular in the 60s her name was wilma Burgess. um she's often touted as the world's first out country music singer oh. and later on in her career she like quit the industry I think just she was just fucking tired of all these men around her. And then she later opened like the Nashville's first lesbian bar with all the money that she'd made from her music career. Wow. So she slays. And then the first fully queer country album that was released was Lavender Country's self-titled 1973 release. Um and the songer and guitarist for the band Patrick Haggerty is a lifelong gay rights and anti racism activist. Cool. So yeah, that's kind of the history into that. And there we are today. Wow. Yeah. That was like a lot of fucking research <laughs> I did on that. That like was a day and a half.
0: So yes, mine is more historically based, but I'm going to talk about non-white cultures um, in terms of cowboys and their history and how that's been erased. And actually that goes into pop culture a little bit because it's the Hollywood movies that erased Mm -hmm. that, as I will discuss. Okay, so as you kind of touched on, you know, the stereotypical image of the cowboy is white, American, Western, masculine.
1: Mustache.
0: Icon. You think, yeah, you it's think. Funny. Actually,
1: most of them don't have mustaches. Yeah, you're right. They don't. They have pretty
0: clean, shaven Yeah, faces. which is like, you're out in the
1: wild. You're probably gonna have a beard right? a mustache. Yes. Hmm, interesting. But you know what? I like a clean, shaven man. Me too. So, <laughs> can <laughs> I, complain. I fuck with a mustache occasionally. Depends. Yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be done well.
0: It's gotta be done well. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on the man. Anyway. So, yeah. John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, the Mar- 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 Marlboro Man. Hard to say that word. Mar. Marl- Marlboro. Marlboro. Marlboro, Mar Marlboro. <laughs>
1: anyway, Mar Marlboro. Mar- yes, <laughs> Marlboro, Mar Roblo, Mar Marblow Rob Roblo. Other
0: cultures, namely, um, Black, Indigenous, and Latinx. Cultures have a deep history associated with cattle ranching that mm-hmm. still exists today, but that history has been largely erased and very underrepresented in pop culture, mainly because Hollywood, you know, whitewashed the cowboy star story and aesthetic for the sake of American enterprise. Always. The, always. And uh, now it's really not an association we have, you know, with, uh, we really just associate it mainly with with white and straight. Mm-hmm. men. Um, I also didn't dive into it here, but obviously there's also a rich history of cowgirls. I was just, I was literally
1: just thinking, I was like, damn, we should have gone into cowgirls. I know. Cow I know.
0: We can tell you another one about that. You might
1: have to do a follow-up.
0: But, obviously... There's a lot of them, too, and there's a, you know, they have a lot of history with, um, from sharpshooting to, like, just equestrianism, rodeos. Annie the women have done, Annie Oakley. the women have done their part as well, guys. Oh, definitely. So, we
1: have to respect that. We must respect women We must the women respect always. The cow Maybe girls. we'll do, like, an, a bonus episode on, like, the Patreon or something yeah. of, like, the cow cowgirls, girl. the cowgirlies. The cowgirls. <laughs> cow gals, yeah. And ode to the cow Gal. Okay. <laughs>
0: Hundreds of years before there was ever the stereotypical like american white cowboy yeah there were vaqueros Ah, oh. vaqueros
1: okay who yes. are
0: indigenous mexican expert horsemen who could handle cattle like pros
1: okay and
0: so the vaqueros have become somewhat synonymous with cowboys because like much of cowboys really would not exist without the techniques and the things that the vaqueros pioneered okay, um so, I- so it kind of has it kind of melded into one thing um but those were the original the original cowboys were indigenous um, latinx fellas
1: (laughs) (laughs) fellas yeah
0: um so they were first trained by the spanish as the spanish were expanding their empire in the americas and vaquero is actually derived from the spanish word vaca cow Cow. so spaniards had a long tradition of horsemanship but the north american terrain required a very different set of skills that the vaqueros soon developed so this is a quote from pablo a Rangel, who was a a historian of vaqueros from history.com my favorite (laughs) my favorite place to get history facts. um he said, what separates the vaquero from just a horseman is that they braided rope. They built their own saddles. Most importantly, they were able to tame wild horses and they were throwing the lasso. So yeah, those are all, those are all marks of the vaquero. And Amazing. actually the, the word lasso derives from the Spanish word for rope, which means lasso. Wow. It's L-A-Z-O. So that's where we say it lasso. Italian. Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Italian girl. What can I say? It? <laughs> Okay, um, Vaqueros also invented chaps, which are the leather leg oh, coverings yeah. that they wear. They're also credited with inventing lasso techniques and roping competitions that would become characteristic of rodeos. So, we would not have rodeos without them. I want to go to the rodeo so bad. I do too. So so I was looking bad. them up. I think the only one is the Western Stock Show, but that is going on right now currently. No, I can't go back there.
1: Why didn't you <laughs> <laughs> what happened to you there? <laughs> What history do you have of the <laughs> stock no, show? we well, had yeah, one time we went to the stock show. Well, like, you know, there's lots of animals around, so it's, like, smelly and, like, yeah. unpleasant already. I'm sure it's pretty unpleasant. But it's just, like, really grimy. Like, it's, like, indoor, so it's, like, the mm-hmm. worst possible thing ever. Like, a rodeo should be in the summertime outside. Like, that's what I picture. Period. It's just, like, the worst environment. And my brother <laughs> was, like, not having it that day. And we literally have it in our photo album. It's, like, there's... Someone was taking photos of him as he was, like, having a meltdown. And there's, like, <laughs> stages of him where he's, like... Smiling, then he's like slowly like, mm-hmm, and then him like crying, screaming. Aww. So it was just like a rough day for everyone at the stock show, okay. and I've never been back since. Okay, I understand. So you You're, know, yeah.
0: Okay, just unpleasant, unpleasant. All I around. just wouldn't
1: want to go back to that. I want to go to a real fucking rodeo. The stock show was just like not it. Like, yeah, it's not it. I want to go to
0: one outside too because I also went to one when I was really young that I hardly remember, but it was inside, and I just yeah. remember being like, it stinks in here. No, it <laughs> okay uh so in addition to herding for spanish ranchers as new spain expanded westward vaqueros are also enlisted as auxiliary forces in skirmishes against native communities and Mm -hmm. others so fun fact spain probably would not have been able to expand into what is now you know the american wild west and the southwest if it weren't for the help of the vaqueros
1: Oh my God! They had that
0: help. They were using them as like military in they a way. Were,
1: the boys were really doing most <laughs>
0: seriously, and that and that brings you to the point of what's interesting about both vaqueros and then what would become cowboys is there's kind of an interesting intersection between they were just cattle ranchers and like basically farm workers, mm-hmm. but then they also were there was they have this relationship with like colonization and violence mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially with like as you said, manifest destiny and westward expansion, fighting native communities hunting yeah. outlaws
1: but then also sometimes they were like law men like they and, were so it's it's very complex and there's like a power dynamic there too when you're like the spanish people were using them yeah like these native people to right. fight their fight for exactly. like the land and it's like that is so fucked up exactly like there's just like so much with like colonialism that's like so deeply right. rooted in that it's like, all rooted fuck. in
0: in colonialism <sighs> yeah there so fuck. there's that but yeah very complex figure buffalo bill Famous Wild West cowboy. Our boy. As we know, he actually helped make Vaqueros famous with his touring Wild West shows. Okay. So that was a way that they were... Uh, he
1: was one for the women. He was one for the people of color. <laughs> yes, he was. He was. I mean, he probably treated them, like, horribly and stuff, but, yeah, you know, Who knows? I mean, maybe they're all pals. I, I imagine, like, the Vaqueros and Annie Oakley and Buffalo Bill, like... Hanging. Sipping on some beer after the show. They're hanging out. They're in the green yeah. room. They're having tequila. <laughs> tequila.
0: At the local saloon. As the film industry grew and the white American image of the cowboy really took root, indigenous and Latinx vaqueros and, you know, horse? Horsemen. <laughs> horsemen. <laughs> <Horseman. Horseman. laughs> Were often portrayed as villains or crooks mm. or just sidekicks. And that's really when the their rich history started to just be underrepresented depleted and then from depleted depleted yeah oh. seriously um but the legacies techniques and culture surrounding them are still very prevalent today throughout much of the southwest u.s and mexico like have you guys ever been to a quinceañera i've never been because everybody's wearing a cowboy hat really? there's a very much of a there's a very western vibe at oh quinceañeras at least the ones i've been oh, to oh yeah because
1: you said you were on a bowl
0: yeah, and I, I wrote a mechanical bull yeah. at one of these. Yeah, guys. Okay, these are it's Western. very Western. I
1: love that for them. I
0: think people forget that, like, Mexican culture, um, especially Northern Mexican culture, has a very Correct. strong yeah. Western vibe as well. Yeah. And, and really, we got that from them. From we, st-
1: As <laughs> Americans do, we steal We kind of stole from it. From people. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I really couldn't find too much pop culture media that really highlights, like, just indigenous or Latinx um, vaqueros or cowboys. So we need cowboys. more. This
1: is our thing to say. We more. Make need a fucking more. movie about, yeah, the cowboys yeah. of color. Come but on. let me
0: know if you guys have any that I just couldn't find. Yeah, um, I would
1: love some recs.
0: I know. There are lots of, like, music that is, like, um, Los Tigres del Norte, which is a band from they're like a Norteño music band, okay, remember yeah. Norteño? That was also at the yeah, cowboy exhibit. Yeah. That's that's like a genre of music from northern Mexico. That, I was like, What
1: is that? Yeah, you
0: telling and me? it has a very western cowboy vibe. And you look them up, and they're always wearing cowboy hats and they got the cowboy boots, and, and uh, they got the
1: whole shebang, shebang. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs>
0: that's that, that's an example of, of some of the music which is still very prevalent today. And people people are still cowboys, like, holy <laughs> like
1: southern now.
0: I can't
1: we stop. <laughs> People are still. Gals. People are still doing this as a
0: trade, y'all. Anyway, let's dive now into Black Cowboys.
1: Okay, and the and the exhibit also highlighted yes, this, which is really
0: cool. Which this one to me, well, before I really dove into this, I. I knew about the Vaqueros a little bit at least, mm-hmm. and I expected that I, I I had like some familiarity with that concept, yeah. but I didn't really I didn't even realize that black cowboys were really a thing until yeah. kind of recently. Yeah. that's how underrepresented no, they've seriously. been. So fun fact, cowboy. <laughs> the word cowboy was actually a term reserved for black ranchers and slaves who worked on white-owned ranches. And uh, and their their white bosses were called cowhands. So actually what we would now call, you know, we would now associate with the cowboys really was a cowhand. Mm-hmm. So really the word cowboy has kind of like racist, like belittling roots, oh, yeah. um, which is ironic because now the word doesn't represent that. It represents the trade as a whole, mm-hmm. but it along the way, had it erased the history of the original cowboys, yeah. which were were black men working wow. on these farms. Amazing.
1: Doing cattle farming. So, actually... It's crazy how they, like, just through time, they've just, like, been able to completely erase that as the narrative. And I then, like, know. we have this just, like, white, straight male, like, it really... Yeah. I mean, I've been new about it, but it just, like, perplexes me how in every single thing I learn about yeah. that is, like, like at the root of it. It's, like, systematic
0: erasure. Yeah. Yeah. It's of, crazy. like, a whole entire culture and identity. Mm-hmm. So, many historians estimate that about one-fourth of cowboys were black, but there's evidence that white farmers would also, like, undercount black cowboys because mm. they didn't want to pay taxes. So, there were probably way more. So, Damn. a lot of cowboys were black and, obviously, um, indigenous and Latinx, too. So, after slavery was abolished, white cattle farmers had to hire these skilled black cowboys because, along with Mexican vaqueros, they were some of the best cattle ranchers in the country because they course. had those built-in skills already. Those skills. Um, And there's also many famous black cowboys who really pioneered the trade. We got Bass Reeves, who is the original, the real Lone Ranger. As Tony touched on a little bit, the Lone Ranger was a TV series in the 50s following a Texas Ranger who fought outlaws with his Native American friend, Tonto. And that whole thing is based on Bass Reeves, who was a former slave turned U.S. Marshal who captured over 3,000 outlaws in his lifetime. So he was the real Lone Ranger out there on his own fighting the criminals. (laughs)
1: Wow, serving
0: them to justice, Uh,
1: serving
0: and serving justice, justice. and what did he get? Whitewashed. (laughs) But I saw something that said like uh, the Lone Ranger in the TV series is obviously a white man, but he wears like a black mask, mask. and so that was like their way of sort of showing like. I mean, you know, they couldn't actually, they didn't actually fucking hire a black man to play the role.
1: And then it just feels like...
0: But it's like that, that's like the the ode to him, I guess, in
1: a way. It's like, it, there you go. They're like, there you go, um, kind of. Um. Also, we got
0: Bill Pickett, who invented bulldogging, which is wrestling a bull to the ground by their horns, which is a very common move now in uh, rodeos oh my god we also got joanna july she was a black cow girl who was oh known god. for her ability to tame wild horses so she slayed wild horses so up till the mid 1960s black cowboys were obviously banned from performing from performing in rodeos and just had barely any visibility at all But after that, they started to be allowed more often, and they really challenged the white image we associate with cowboys. And these days, there are tons of rodeos that accept black cowboys, most notably. There's the Bill Pickett Rodeo and the Cowboys of Color Rodeo that really keep those traditions alive today. Wait, that,
1: that would be so cool too. Isn't to that go cool? To. That's yeah. so dope. Yeah. Well, remember they showed that one in like that the museum. It was like in New Orleans, I think, and it was like an all black rodeo thing and there was mm-hmm. all a bunch of like kids who were involved in it and stuff too. Yeah. Like, that was super cool. I, I loved know. That. There's
0: tons of things like that. Like um, there are even horse riding programs for black youth in urban areas like Philadelphia and Detroit. Wow. So there's a lot so now it's, it's good because like both of these you know there's a there's a rough there's a rough history for for mm-hmm. any non-white <laughs> culture associated Seriously, with this yeah um so it's good that now there is more like opportunities back. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's being reclaimed and it's being reclaimed in pop culture let's go especially the image of the black cowboy has really had a lot of influence recently like Our as boy, you said Lil Nas, X, Lil Nas X Old Town Road um Beyonce's I don't op- care what it says that song kind of goes hard <laughs> it does it's not gonna fucks it does go hard it's good <laughs> <laughs> um, and it also just, like, flipped the whole country music genre on its head. Everyone was
1: tweaking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And then they had Billy Ray Cyrus huh? Take my, I love Billy Why Ray. Why did they have him come out here though? Billy he, Ray, so he Billy. was like literally a one-hit wonder of the '90s. Like, hit, "Achy Breaky Heart" was it, and no one liked it. Don't. And tell then now heart. he's like on this Lil Nas X song, and everyone's like,
0: he kind of got what? like more famous through Hannah yeah, Montana. Through yeah, my yeah, yeah, did. truth. Yeah, because I remember him on on Hannah Montana the show, and I was like, yeah, Billy Ray. Yeah, exactly. What he used to say, he'd be like, "Sweet neighborhoods
1: <laughs> sweet niblets." Yeah, but the but, like, but be- <laughs> was really good. people who were like around in the 90s these old fuckers who were around but yeah. they were like yeah he was like one hit wonder like no one cares about yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus but then now with all these kids who grew up on Hannah Montana and now have Lil Nas X period they're like Billy Ray Cyrus is the shit I kind of like it I was kind of like a break your heart I do too. Don't
0: tell my I know mom. you do. <laughs> Mikey, break Oh, at that time,
1: we were listening to it in the car or something. Or you I were just, listening to it in no, here. I
0: you understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I listen to it a lot, but. <laughs> <laughs> guys, listen to my Spotify playlist. It's called Howdy. There's a, a picture of me. Tony. <laughs> And it's all like old good western songs like Johnny Cash, Marty Robbins, whatever, but then it's also really some modern country. And look, I'm not a big fan of modern country, but there's a few ones that really do hit for hey, me. Hey, I was
1: inspired by you and I made a, a playlist called I Love Cowboys. Yay! <laughs> so good. you should link them both in the in the notes. Yes, so let's notes. link them. Yeah. Okay. What what where? Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Um,
0: another example of, uh, pop culture, like, black black cowboy representation in music, Beyoncé's Renaissance Renaissance. album and tour, so, and she herself is a black Texan woman, so. Yeah. Reclaimed. Okay, movies, already you kind of mentioned these, but Django Unchained, Mm -hmm. The Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Fucking, what's his, hey, listen to our Tarantino directors. Yeah, check that out. We Uh covered Tarantino. Um, The Harder They Fall, which I haven't seen, but that's, I think that's an entirely black cast, and, uh western so wow it's a recent western wait i would
1: be down to watch <laughs>
0: dude yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, gonna gonna watch we're gonna a Western not we've had a western week we have okay now i want to end with this quote Beauty. from a kpbs article titled cowboys were everywhere this year here's how an american icon was reclaimed yes over the centuries the cowboy has become an immovable entry in our public domain free for the most alienated to deconstruct confront and reclaim as america forges a new path for its future In trying to put words to the project of claiming Americanness while also reckoning with the violence traditionally symbolized by the Cowboys' presence, as critic Jay Wortham says, maybe there are other alternate ways of being and we have to try to embrace them in order to bring them into today
1: so true. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's that wraps what we're up both of ours nicely. it does, because that's almost like what we're trying to do here. We, were, we went in. Okay, first of all, how this started. We we were like, we love hot cowboys. And then we yep. were like, wait, cowboy exhibit. And then we we're like, wait. Wait, there's more here that we don't even know. Exactly. There's more Exactly. So that's kind lot. of what we're doing with this podcast is like opening our minds. Expanding we're learning that. ourselves. Exactly. And yes. sharing that to you guys.
0: Ah. I love it. Spreading the love and the knowledge and the cowboy An spirit. The cowboy. An ode to the cowboy. An ode to the cowboy in its many Many personas,
1: yeah, yeah. I love that, and we haven't even touched on all of them. There's even more. The women, we might do a Patreon. The f- Let us know the if you guys wanna do- want to do one. A little extra episode because we'd be down. Dude, to yeah, do keep this train rolling. I would know? totally, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Well, yeehaw, partner. Yeehaw, partner. We're gonna go listen to some. What's that song? Your, your <laughs> man. Oh my god. The turn the lights down low. Anyways, guys, Yay. we're gonna wrap this shit up because we have yes. stuff to do now. But yep. Hope you enjoyed. Yeah, yes. and we'll see you next week for, I don't know. I don't know either. Whatever else we're into. Yes. All right. Bye.